Welcome to Season of the Bitch, the leftist podcast that loves labor power. Today we have Ozzy, Laura, and Zoe. And today we are talking about the recent strike at the new school that just wrapped up, not this past weekend, but the weekend before that. And we are joined by my amazing coworker in the day job world, Julia Furlan. Julia is one of the smartest people that I know, um, especially about creative work and like storytelling. (laughs) And she does so many cool things. Um, I wanted to say specifically, I think this is relevant for our listeners She's made a lot of episodes of NPR's podcast Life Kit um, with episodes like Dealing with Holidays at Work, Forced Cheer and Awkward Parties, How to Set (laughs) Boundaries with Family and Stick to Them, and How to Start a Book Club that Actually Meets, um, the thing all leftists need to know the answer to. (laughs) Um, But besides all of that, Julia, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit for our listeners and like tell them who you are, what you do, what do you teach at the Yeah, your sign. Your sun, moon, rising. I am a Gemini sun, a Libra moon. I'm a Libra moon. Hi. Hi. Vamping, vamping. (laughs) Just one moment. Uh, I always forget what my rising is. Um, and And I have to go to CoStar because even though I don't, even though CoStar is like not good, right? Like it. Well, no, I've, yeah, I've been using it too. It's yeah, fine. I mean, it's, it's fine for a quick look. It helps when you, yeah. I'm a Gemini moon, Libra, no, a Gemini sun, Libra moon, and a Sagittarius rising. Wow. Whoa. Are you just like best friends that with makes Zoe without us knowing? so much sense to me. Oh, it does? Oh, that makes me it so really happy. Does. Oh, wow. And I we feel, could be best friends. I mean, I love it. We, I mean, we already are uh, now that we're here. Clearly. Of course we Clearly. are. Clearly. But watch That's out because really I'm point. also best friends with these bitches. So like if you harm them. <laughs> no. No harm. Oh, okay. Just no make, harm. Just making sure. I mean, the Libra moon couldn't, but like <laughs> just wanted to make putting sure. Putting that out there. But let's fight over me My more. Scorpio moon, Scorpio rising was like, just in case. <laughs> Dang. Double scorp. <laughs> with an Aries sun. We love to see wow. it. Oh, we, we love, love to, to see it. it. We love that. Um, I so I am like a an audio professional somehow. Ooh. Professional, I would say, like quotation marks. Uh, um, I teach at the new school as an adjunct and also at NYU as an adjunct. And I freelance around a lot. I've worked for NPR, WMYC, Fox Media. Um, I worked at Buzzfeed Fox Media, not Fox time. Media, right? Oh my God, with a V. I Fox. did have like a double take for a second. <laughs> I, I also was like, if they're not going to say anything, I won't say anything. Yeah, no, don't <laughs> worry. It's very confusing. It's very, it's it's like an unfortunately uh, difficult, like I don't even want to clarify, have to clarify it, but yeah. Uh, v as in vulva uh yes. ox media i was gonna say <laughs> vagina see we are best friends yeah. um i was gonna say vampire so, yeah vampire v is in vampire <laughs> that's right and i think like the thing that i want to do with the work that i make is challenge like structures of power that exist and attempt to um subvert the status quo especially in journalism which i see as a an industry that is like rooted and steeped in white supremacy so is academia so that's like my my subtle goal i wouldn't say it's subtle that's my like goal but uh, yeah um, it's not subtle as someone who's yeah. worked with you <laughs> it's very <laughs> obvious um but you know like sometimes i I, I like I made a branded podcast last year and like I did my best to, you know, subvert capitalism, but like you can't always do that um as as overtly totally. as you want to. Anyway, um that is what I do. I am very glad to be here. I'm excited to get an opportunity to talk and learn from you. Um and hi listeners, how you doing? Hope you're having a good day or night. 
Wow, a season of the bitch first, our guest addressing the audience directly. I think because you work in this <laughs> format, like most people are just kind of like, don't, I'm not even, I'm going to pretend the audience does not exist. Um, no, I love that. We're here for the audience. Yeah, just- no, I literally am always like, hey, and if you're not doing this thing right now, like you should get into it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Uh, um, well, I want to just start us off just with like a little congratulations because this was the longest adrenaline yeah. strike in US history. So Ooh. that's fucking exciting. Um, yes. And like, congrats on being a part of that. Thank you. Can you talk a little bit about like the employment structure at the new school? Like, what mm-hmm. does it kind of mean to be an adjunct as opposed to like a full time professor? Totally. Um, Well, I wouldn't know really what it's like to be a full-time professor because there are so few of them. Um, 87% of the new school's faculty is part-time faculty. Um, Mm. And what that means from my perspective is basically like, and, and from my experience is like you have someone who is kind of a staff, could be a staffer, could be another part-time faculty person um, who has more sort of like power than you and and knowledge institutional knowledge than you and seniority and um you like design a course and they tell you like where to be and what time to be there and that's that's like and then and then you have your students like I basically consider myself a steward and uh, an employee of the students of the new school as opposed to anyone else because all of the times I've taught my class, uh, I teach one semester every year. I teach in the fall and it's a class called listening and questioning where we listen to podcasts and we talk about it when we talk about podcasts and we have guest speakers and my class is from like 7 PM to 9 45 and no one is in the building. <laughs> like It's like, I just show up in this random place and that's so spooky. And and like 12 to 18 students show up. And that's like my that's been my experience until the union effort, basically, because what happened in the process of the the union contract negotiations is all of a sudden I was in like three different WhatsApp groups and I had a cohort of people who were in my strike crew and I was getting information and I was getting um, you know, phone calls and all this stuff. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, there's a whole other and picketing and, and seeing just like that there is actually a community there. Um, so that's, that's sort of like the trajectory of my, my experience there. I've been, uh, part-time faculty since 2019. So a couple years. Um, is that, did I answer your question? As far as like full-time faculty, I think it's pretty like standard issue academia. Um, the one thing to note about full-time faculty is that they are not unionized, which fucking sucks. Yeah. They don't have union protections. And a lot of them showed up for the part-time faculty on mass. They showed up on the picket line. They ran strike school. They showed up in solidarity. And I was really honored about by that. That's awesome. Um, I guess before we get into like some more of the details about what it was like to be a part of all this, do you want to talk a little bit about like what is in the contract? Um, sure. I don't actually know. Is it is it public yet? Like, so the the strike was called off on the tenth officially, and the um, a tentative agreement was reached. Um, so I have all of that information, but I, we have not as of today, December 19th, we have not voted in the new contract officially. I believe that they are still negotiating on some things. Um, I think mainly healthcare. Um, got it. So that, I guess by the time this comes out, there may be some updates that we may have in the show notes, but yeah. So what's, what's in like the tentative agreement so far? So the tentative agreement, there are five things. One is substantial raises with the largest raises going to faculty that are paid at the lowest rate of which I am one, not to brag. Um, that's brag. Right. That's right, folks. Uh, I didn't even know how little I was being paid in comparison to other people. Uh, hashtag 
negotiate your contract right now, everyone. Um, the second thing is like the university wanted to like, or the, the union really wanted recognition for the payment and payment, financial recognition, payment, uh, money it's called, um, for the work that, uh, part-time faculty do outside of the classroom. So like planning and meeting with students and having office hours and, um, all kinds of other stuff. And the, 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 um, administration did not want to pay for any of that. They wanted, they initially were like, we're here, we're going to give you a bonus. That's a one-time COVID bonus. Um, but, uh, we fought for uh, actual payment. Yeah, exactly. Um, the third thing was expanded healthcare eligibility. So faculty teaching one course and, um, the the administration wanted to have like the ability to hike uh the the premiums healthcare premiums for anyone without warning um so that was a big sticking point um and they wanted to have caps for the um premium increases and the fourth thing was job security for longtime faculty and and newer faculty but like basically like the promise that there is some sort of benefit for sticking around. Um, and then the the last and fifth thing is paid family leave um, and a professional development fund and basically like other, other stuff that was important, but doesn't really fit into those, those brackets. But I think paid family leave is a really important one. Um, so uh, let's see, I'm just going to, I'm going to go through it real fast in case we need to do that for time. Ready? So we've got raises, payment for the work outside of the classroom, health care, job security, and paid family leave. Amazing. Excellent yeah. summary. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I I feel I one thing I want to say is that like I I did my best to attend everything that I could and to show up however I was capable. But, um, my, my partner had surgery and all of this. So I've been, I, I was like, not really able to be as physically present as, as I wanted to, to be, especially on the picket line. I did go and picket, um, a few times and I did like virtual picketing by calling congressmen and all that stuff. But, um, I just, one of the, coolest things about this was watching the way the bargaining committee like showed up for other people and the way that solidarity sort of like built this bond um and I want to recognize that like I was in solidarity as much as I possibly could and I showed up in all of the ways that I could but other people did a lot more and sacrificed a lot to be able to get to where we are at. And I'm really, really grateful to them. That's so sweet. I feel like every time I interview people about union stuff, they're always like, I really didn't do anything. It was all everyone else. It was like <laughs> solidarity. We all work together. And it's like that. I feel like that's one of the beautiful things about a union is like everyone can put in what they can and what they have time for. And totally. that works well out. Totally. And, and you're thing. doing the Lord's work of telling it on season of the bitch. So listen, I hope, I hope that that is um, like, maybe that's my, 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 um, my ministry in the, in the solidarity of doing it. I also think that like, you know, in some ways it's a complete paradigm shift. It's a complete rejection of rugged individualism. It's a complete rejection of like this, idea that we have to do everything for ourselves and that it's only up to you by yourself. And like, even that basic concept, once people get it, I think it is a, it's very powerful. Totally. Well, I was wondering if um, you could speak to like some of the tension that I've heard come up around like adjunct organizing versus grad students and like some of the arguments around, um, you know, some people that think like grad students who are asking for living wages that are perhaps like more than what adjuncts get paid and seeing that as like an issue or a threat versus being like 
you know, what an opportunity for for solidarity or for like yeah. arguing that everyone should have living wages, not that like <laughs> grad students wanting living wages means that like adjunct professors shouldn't also have living wages or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious if you could speak to like solidarity that you've seen between um, grad students and adjunct faculty at the new school. You know, I feel like I haven't like grad students specifically, I like have seen sort of like a little bit less, but like students mm. in general, mm -hmm. the ways in which the students showed up for the part-time faculty, they were on the picket line, they were leading the picket line, they were uh, bringing supplies and uh, creating art and writing songs and like really spending a lot of time on the picket line. At, especially like throughout the strike and then <laughs> and then uh about I think four days before the tentative agreement was reached it could be a little bit more than four days the students like a student-led group occupied the university center which is on um fifth avenue and 13th street it's this like big fancy ass building it's like the main main campus hub of the new school so they occupied it and um this new student occupation has demands they they came out with demands they organized they gathered um and they spent days in the like weeks i think in the actually in the student um in the space and <laughs> i just watched these like part-time faculty um whatsapp groups one of which was like a very chaotic online space like very just like lots of people people asking questions big and small just a real river of of questions and knowledge and people fighting and stuff i watched them sort of like sour on the student demands or say like well we just got this thing but you know what are these students asking for? And they were asking for A's for the semester. Um, they were asking for tuition, complete tuition reimbursement for the semester. They were asking for um, the entire res resignation of the of the um, the board of trustees. They were asking for the resignation of the president and the vice president, like the the like sort of basic like the administration that has been mostly at the table. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I think that the one thing that was like really dismaying was to see this quote unquote solidarity that had been built sort of like fade away when it came to looking at what the students wanted. Um, and it's, I, I would say that like, you know, solidarity is messy. Organizing is messy. You all know this. Uh, listeners, you know this probably if you're here. Um, but it really hurts when you see the ways that people still have their own interest, their own personal individual interests at heart. Um, one, one specific example of that is like, you know, this idea the students were asking for A's across the board. And like, I, I mean, I don't believe in grades. I, I, I usually give A's anyway. Usually. No, I definitely give A's anyway. I, one time <laughs> I gave a B plus and I cried. Um, so I I obviously was like, of course, I will. This is like a very easy thing. It costs nothing. It takes nothing. It is very significantly, um, it's a very easy thing. And like some of the part-time faculty were really angry and upset about that. They were like, I, I would never do this. Like, you know, that's not fair to the students who really put in a lot of work. I had students who were at a C or a D level before the strike and they deserve, you know, they don't deserve to get an A and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bitch, have you looked around? <laughs> like, uh, grade inflation is very real. And what does your grade even mean? Like what, and what kind of education do you think that these students are getting? Like, I, I feel like the education of protest and the education of solidarity and and like trying to find a solution to a very messy problem is like still counts you guys yeah <laughs> give no, them exactly. an a it's like the total loss of 
perspective of what actually matters um, while yeah. fighting for something that actually matters at the same time. Absolutely. Um, so also, I, get over yourself. Exactly. You know? like- <laughs> truly. Truly. Um, I have a dear friend who's an incredible author, and she's also an adjunct professor with the New School, uh, Marie mm. Bertino. She posted a lot of amazing things about how supportive students were of these faculty members during this time. And I know you talked about it like a little bit, but I just wanted yeah. to know more about what was your experience? What do you think the general feeling was with the students who were in support of this strike? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I... I, I had like I can speak to two like very specific things. One is like going to the picket line and seeing the picket line. First of all, like teaching is easier than picketing in my experience. The physical act of picketing takes a lot of energy. You're walking around. I walked like eight. I, I think I walked eight miles the day that I went. One of the days that I went to picket. You know, like it's physically demanding, it's exhausting. And I saw students out there who were banging on buckets and tap dancing and playing full band, like a guitar, drums, trumpet, trombone, um, every, like making signs every single day they were out there. Um, And I think there is no that that like physical labor of of picketing is one way that I saw the students just like go above and beyond. Like I saw a lot of part-time faculty like cycle in and out. And and of course there were people that were there every single day, but like to see students who didn't have to be there necessarily every single day, um, really it really moved me. Um and the other thing is my students. Um some of my students sent like, you know, basically from my private, from like my personal email, I was like, Hey, uh, the strike is happening. Uh, but I can't talk to you about class, but if you want to talk about life or give me any updates on anything, like let's, let's talk or talk about the strike. And many students responded and they were like, you know, I'm in solidarity. I support you a hundred percent. You deserve everything that you're fighting for like this semester is a small price to pay for the contract that you guys are going to fight and win. And like, just thinking about how much these students are possibly going into debt in order to not receive something in order to generously, you know, basically like they're, they're giving things up for me and for the other part-time faculty and that that it it's just inc- it was incredible to see the way that students were in solidarity and very very like staunchly pro like i had one class the tuesday night before the strike started and basically in class we just like talked about the strike and the students were all like it's chaos some of my professors are asking me to do all of my work some of my professors are having class regardless of the strike. Some of them are not having class. And the students were like, I don't want to cross the picket line. I want to do the right thing. I support my part-time faculty. And they they gave up. They gave up their class time. They gave up their, you know, uh, their own education, which I think is, and they were the ones who were most harmed by the strike. So just in terms of the ways that, like power dynamics were playing out. I think that remembering that the students had the least amount of power and gave up the most is really, it's really significant. And that was one of the pieces that really moved me. It's so beautiful. It's, it was, it's like, you know, I get, I get emotional if I think about it. It's really powerful. My last class, one of my students asked, asked me to, to give class in the university center. And I really, wanted to, but I was not able to do that because of my, my partner's surgery. So I was like, I'm so sorry. I can't go to the city. I can't be in like a big space right now, which I will forever feel bad about, but I just want you to know listeners, like this is where I'm at. I still didn't do something that a student asked me to do. So I'm not perfect. 
Oh, false you are perfect everyone but... <laughs> needs boundaries boundaries are good and boundaries are important mm. and only we can determine what they are for ourselves so you did everything correct actually thank you thank you i um, just want to oh yeah. sorry no go no, ahead please no i was I'm gonna ask a different question yeah okay well i i just wanted to ask briefly if you could talk about like what the parents reaction has been like student oh parents because i yeah. feel like we've talked a little bit about this um oh tell yeah. us the drama oh my god talk about chaotic online spaces okay so <laughs> like basically um it was really i think that i think honestly um let me just back up and give like a sort of overview of something which is that the new school was founded as a social justice university it was it was founded as a place that was rooted in social justice that was like in opposition to the sort of like corporate uh academia world um and that is part of the way that the new school markets itself right so <laughs> um here's what's happened the administration has been you know basically like running this school as a hedge fund slash real estate fund right like they're buying up properties in new york city they spent an exorbitant amount of money it uh like millions and millions of dollars maybe a, a billion dollars i don't know Many, many dollars. A uh, lot on... more, more dollars than any of us have. Truly, just a like incomprehensible amount of money <laughs> on this, on, on like real estate, right? And, you know, they're running it as a, I, I say a hedge fund. To be honest, I don't really know how hedge funds work, but like basically they're trying to make money off of it, you know, like, like really maximizing profits mm -hmm. and stuff like that. That's what the administration is doing, but the students and the parents of the students are going to the school because of the um, social justice promise, because of this promise. And so at this moment where this like ocean of money meets the river of dreams, uh, it's absolute chaos because the parents, the, the new school students and their parents who many of whom you know are paying for this <laughs> they they were fucking pissed they were like i cannot believe you're doing this so there was this like facebook group for the parents that bubbled up and some part-time faculty were also in that facebook group and the parents were very supportive of the strike initially they were just you know like really and I think many of them were supportive of the strike throughout um you know some some parents went to the picket line um parents and and their kids were picketing together uh that's adorable <laughs> lovely yeah, know, right? like parent student bonding activity really great and then um and then you see like there was a point I think it was during the second week where they decided they were like these people need to settle this and there was like a faction of parents that were like this strike needs to end this is like too much and that created you know like like any online forum there's like a total meltdown and people are like why are the part-time faculty still like why don't they agree why are because what happened was the the administration came to the table very early with a contract that was their quote unquote best and final, which is like a legal term. Like they basically like did not listen mm. to any demands for months. And then when they started bargaining, they were like, here's our offer. And it was just like a shit offer, the same shit offer that they had been trying to peddle. But they were trying to spin it that the union was not willing to go to the table, that the union was being too obstinate. And that extended the strike for like at least another week because what happened was we had to like vote down that contract and then they had to like go back to the bargaining table. And in that, I think some parents sort of like read the narrative that was coming from the administration. There were lots of emails. They were very divisive and like talking shit about the union. And so then like within the parents group, there were like different factions. Um 
but ultimately I think, um, the idea, like, I think that ultimately, like the way it breaks down is that social justice values are what they are. And if you can highlight to someone the ways in which this is not aligned with their value system, they're going to see that. And that's, I think what ended up happening finally, the long answer. (laughs) Sorry. Totally. No, that was a great answer. No, I feel sorry. like since you're mentioning, yes, that's one, one of our podcast things. No, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay, if you insist. Um, okay, no, sorry. Since you were mentioning these wild emails that came out, I feel like this goes kind of well into something else that Laura wanted to ask about because we we looked at like some of the emails that were sent out and yeah. oh, there was bad. some wild stuff in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So forgive me in advance for speaking um, a quote from a person that we don't like. We're not not a not a friend of the pod. We're not platforming him. We just need to talk about how much he sucks. Exactly. Also, I think this email was sent on my birthday. Mm, Rude. That is rude. That is is a hate crime. True. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, okay, so this is a message from University President Dwight A. McBride. Okay, here mm. we go. Mm. Quote, mm. We are at an, ex- an extraordinary moment for our university. Our students are and always will be our North Star. Their Ooh. academic journey must not be jeopardized because of the ongoing negotiations with the union representing our part-time faculty. For this reason, we are taking the extraordinary step to agree to all the union's compensation demands with the addition of an administrative services fee to compensate part-time faculty for their work outside of the classroom, a key issue the union has raised repeatedly. In addition to agreeing to the union's compensation demand, the the university will also be providing a supplemental bonus of $2,100 for each part-time Ooh. faculty member, faculty union member who taught during the pandemic. That's like quote. a month's rent in New York City. Right. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the condescending, disingenuous tone here, <laughs> yeah, like what, how much is it true that the employees had a big win versus like how much is this not at all the university would claim it is? Well, okay. So first of all, that $2,100 sounds like a lot, but what it actually is, is like that $2,100 would be a single bonus that people received one time as opposed to a legitimate increase in funds. And the second point that you have to recognize there is that that $2,100 was paired with a contract that would have increased health insurance premiums just wildly so any gains that people got like that $2,100 was basically like a a drop in the ocean of what they what the actual um like payment was going to be the other thing to note is that like the 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 new school faculty had not had a new contract since like 2012 so they hadn't had a raise part-time faculty had not had a raise in a long time. So like the many, many times Dwight McBride and the other administrative, um, garbage humans, princes, 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 uh, they would send these emails that were like purposefully said that would say like, Oh, part-time faculty is getting a huge raise. But like, if you actually did the math, it was just like silly math where you, if you actually went to the math, it was, you know, a decrease of 10% over the length of the contract. Um, That was, I I remember one of the numbers. So, I mean, that wasn't even the most divisive of the emails. There's one that was like, like they sent like videos. They were saying that the union is like unwilling to negotiate, that they are like truly bad. But the thing is that once they, that was like one of their early tactics. But as soon as they did that, the coverage, the media coverage of the strike was very, um, was like a very strong indictment of that perspective. And they called it what it was, which is union busting. And so they, they like, they, and then, And then Dwight McBride, 
quoted bell hooks no in one of no. the articles. yeah that's absolutely not okay yeah yeah it was pretty bad we are a big fan here yeah of course i mean we all of course we are oh okay 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 this is it this is it was from the provost um reflection reflections for the year ahead this is sent on september 1st uh it's a quote from bell hooks that says the academy is not paradise but learning is a place where paradise can be created the classroom with all its limitations remains a location of possibility in that field of possibility we have the opportunity to labor for freedom to to demand of ourselves and of our comrades an openness of mind and heart that allows us to face reality even as we collectively imagine ways to move beyond boundaries to to trans to transgress this is education as the practice of freedom bell hooks 1994 uh it's from teaching to transgress colon education as the practice of freedom okay um i was about to say tell me you haven't actually read teacher to to transgress without telling me you haven't actually read the fucking book also listeners it's a great book um i talked all about it on our bell hooks tribute episode i love that book (laughs) that's not what the fuck she meant I mean, the fact that I just wanted to like read that full quote so that we can reorganize ourselves around like what it actually means, as opposed to sending it from the provost as a way of busting the union. Exactly. Like, Garbage. It's like, after oh, God, it's, it, it feels like one of these things that's like, you know, when somebody says like. I'm not racist, but that's uh, what it feels like. Yeah. It's like it feels like like the 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 there's like yeah 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 bell hooks, but also you know. But also we're gonna right. take your, your <laughs> but also labor. union busting exactly yeah. exactly. It's really it's very stupid. It's very thoughts and prayers. You know, it's very like sending thoughts and prayer like Republican uh, lawmakers sending thoughts and prayers in the wake of a uh, or I mean literally any politician sending thoughts and prayers in the wake of a mass shooting um you know I just I can't it was kind of shocking it was it was like I cannot believe that they did this <laughs> yeah um, for sure I feel like I saw someone tweet about it and I was like I can't mm-hmm. believe this is real like this feels like a bit from like I don't know, a, a TV show or something. It was really bad. It was really stupid. You know what I'm realizing is that that was sent in September before the before the strike. Let me see. I guess, was it referring to like contract negotiations? Well, the thing is that the contract negotiations were already going on. But you know what? We shouldn't talk about it. I feel like it's it's like we don't even need to. I mean, the fact that the provost is quoting Bell Hooks, yes. The fact that that quote was quoted by the pro, uh, provost, maybe I should just like con- contextualize that a little, little bit. So like this was sent in September. They were already in contract negotiations, but it was before the strike that 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 bell hooks quote was deployed. But like the fact that they're that the provost of a college is even doing that and sort of undercut undercutting the legacy of one of the greats of uh in history, in writing, in academia, in feminism, in every way. Um, it just it just tells you what kind of people these are. Yeah, it's very like Fox News quoting MLK vibes. Yeah. Like it's just like you you don't actually know what this is about at all. Exactly. Yeah. Boo. Um, yeah, I think going off of that in, in some way, at least talking about the use of email, um, I wanted to talk a little more about kind of the role of technology, um, and especially like with this big strike happening in the year 2022, um, and the prevalence of like Zoom classes post, you know, the, not post COVID, but post the beginning of COVID. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been in grad school since 2020. So um, very much a a COVID grad school experience. Um, But so, you know, the ability to cross the picket line via Zoom, but like also the use of technology, um, like Canvas or like other online platforms, I guess Mm -hmm. both in the sense of crossing the picket line via those things, but and also using technology as a form of solidarity and like a means to organize. Like you mentioned that you were able to do things online when like you couldn't necessarily be like out yeah. of your house all the time. So kind of like both sides of, of having technology totally. as part of this. 
It's so interesting. I'm so glad that you asked this question because like one of the things that I saw happening was um, certain faculty part-time and otherwise part-time and full-time. They were like, there were some, there was some guy that was like this picket line, the definition of a picket line is arbitrary to me. I care about my students. I'm still going to hold class on zoom. And I see where that person is coming from. Like I, I genuinely understand that this is a professor that wants to teach and that realizes that the students have the least amount of power and are giving up the most. However, the union was like, here's the picket line. It is don't hold zoom class. Don't do any labor. Do not answer your emails. Do not use canvas. Do not engage. And like, I, I see the point that like holding that, that like it feels arbitrary to some people, but the whole point of a union is that everyone is equal and everyone is doing the same thing. (laughs) So actually the picket line is not arbitrary. It's very clear because the union made it clear, you know? Um, But I do think that for some people, and also at the very beginning of the strike, uh, there was some confusion. There wasn't uh, guidance necessarily from the union that was said like, don't like, like some people were answering their emails and some people were like still meeting with students via zoom, you know, like one-on-one meetings or whatever. Uh, there are a lot of people at, at the new school who teach, uh, like, um, like music, voice, art, studio art, things that are like one-on-one like recital. They had like recitals, they had all kinds of stuff planned. Um, and I think that those, the, the, because of the different kinds of classes that there are at the new school, I think that kind of like confused people a little bit, but, um, the, that's like one thing that I think people didn't necessarily initially agree on. And it was very helpful when the union like clarified, like, okay, the picket line is (laughs) like crossing the picket line is doing any labor at all. Um, they did say like, if you want to email your students and not talk about class and not talk about assignments, you can check in with them on your personal email. Um, so I did that, but lots of students were not checking their new school emails because they were in solidarity, you know? Um, but I do think that those nuances are things that are very like post 2020 nuances that I'm not sure that they would have existed in the same way previously. Um, the work that I was able to do, um, during the, like when I was, wasn't able to pick it in person involved, uh, texting other part-time faculty to let them know, to give them information, to ask them to vote, to remind them of the vote, that kind of thing, remind them of union meetings, et cetera. Cause basically like the bar, the bargaining committee was meeting all day, sometimes all night. And then there would be these huge membership meetings where of 17, 1800 faculty, 500 of them, 600 of them would be on these Zooms um, where people would be sharing their thoughts and opinions. And also um, the bargaining committee would like update and answer questions. So that, I mean, it was really amazing to see. The union asked for everyone to put in five hours a a week of work. Like that was, it was sort of like the honor system and had the new school actually uh, stopped paying us, then we would have received payment because of those five hours that everybody was, was being asked to work, but it's like, it's the honor system. And to be clear, the new school did threaten to public, like publicly threatened and said, announced that they were going to stop paying people, but the agreement was reached, I believe, before they they said that they were going to stop paying people in January. So the agreement was reached before people actually had their pay docked. Yeah, that was my understanding as well. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to read briefly from this other email too, because I think in contrast to like the honor system, we're all adults here that you're describing that the union was operating on. The university asked people at some point to like certify the work they were doing. It was like work certification. Email us to let us know that you worked and cross the picket line. But specifically in that they wrote, um, 
The certification serves the purpose of providing evidence to our regulators of our continuing curricular delivery and our commitment to that delivery, even if in a moment of protest, that delivery looks different in mode, platform, or format than usual. So it's like the university was saying, like, essentially, you're crossing the picket line by teaching Zoom class, and please do that because we want you to. But it's it's also, like, one of the things that I think is extra scary is when you get an email from HR and those all of those like scary things were from HR. It's like HR announcement, um, part-time faculty must complete weekly certification forms attesting to work they completed during the prior week. Human resources will email certification forms every Monday to each faculty's email address. Completed cert- certifications are due by no later than Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Um it's like what a wild time to have something do also like no it's ridiculous it's ridiculous and it's like you know it's it's just like <laughs> it's ghoulish because what they wanted was to increase surveillance and and part of the reason that they needed to do that is because they don't have fucking clue what's going on anyway like right. like <laughs> i said i show up at 7 p.m. And 12 to 18, initially it was 12 and now it's 18 students. There's literally no chair for me if all students show up um, in in the classroom that I teach that, by the way, has no windows um, and no ventilation for COVID reasons. So I bring my own air filter. Um, I'm very cool. And like (laughs) they... I I don't interact with anyone at the university. I, I literally like... The fact that w- what their big solution was is like, please tell us you are busting that that you are crossing the picket right. line. Like, please Who tell us if you're working because we don't know. They li- like you should if if it's so important for you to know, then maybe you should have had some structure in there that showed that you needed to know. Because honestly, it doesn't seem like you do. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh my god, that's so wild. Well, <laughs> um oh yeah, I was just thinking about it um and like the you know, the idea of like harming students in terms of my undergrad experience where um I was like at a very small school that got bought out by a bigger school like long story short um they were like threatening to fire our, a lot of our faculty who like did not have a union um or like organizing amongst them and basically a lot of them either got laid off or like left because it became a very hostile environment and they'd Mm -hmm. all been there for like a really long time and that was like also very harmful to students like we were so upset those were people that had been there for years and like very like trusted people to us as Mm -hmm. students um and so i think it's just also important to say like students don't want to lose their faculty and also like support them Mm -hmm. like we wanted to support our professors and like do whatever we could to like fight for them um especially when you have good professors like students really care about that and i think universities like obviously don't give a shit like it's about money as you said and they don't like understand those relationships and that as you're saying like a lot of the students were like there for it because they want those professors that they like have these positive relationships with that is such a great point and i think that like the vast majority of students share that kind of sentiment. Like I, I haven't spoken to any students. I mean, of course they're the ones that are not going to talk to me. I haven't, I haven't talked to any students who are like down with professors. Let's get back (laughs) to class. You know, like, (laughs) I don't know why they talk like that, but um, that's, like, if they were saying that, they gangsters. definitely talk like that. Like whatever it is, yeah. like that's, that's, that's definitely their vibe. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that one thing that I want, I would say that I want listeners definitely to to learn about and to like explore is to go to uh, the Instagram handle New School Occupied. If you're interested in learning more about the ways that the students are carrying on the, I was going to say vibes, but the activism, <laughs> the action, the work, and the vibes. labor, <laughs> and also the vibes, I think. And and there are places to donate in solidarity. There are places to participate. Um, I think 
that most recently there was a statement that was sent around that was um, a statement uh, called um, One New School, which is basically a an acknowledgement and a statement that unifies um, students, faculty, um, all of the, uh, and the occupying body under sort of like larger objectives. Um, so I would say like, get involved, get, get informed because that is where I think the, the movement is rich and still developing and still happening. Amazing. Well, you preempted my last question, which was going to be, where can people learn more about this? Hell um, yeah. Perfect. But and we'll link to that I shit think, in the bio. Yes, we'll link to that in the show notes. Yeah. There are a lot of big dreams uh, about that the students are having that are not just, that don't end at the doors of the new school or the doors of this particular university. They are dreams for a reimagining of all higher education and solidarity between schools in New York and schools across the country so that people have a sense of community that is like beyond just this one campus. And I think that is so beautiful. Um, also, they had a, a vote of no confidence and I signed it. <laughs> Amazing. That was great. Love that. Um, I'm really happy to be in community with you all here and the listeners. Like th these are the people that I want to talk to and the people that I want to listen to. So uh, find me, find me in the world. Hell yeah. You... Thank you so much for joining hey. us. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you for having me. It's Thanks. been a pleasure. Yes. Well, that was our episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, first of all, go to all of the resources that Julia mentioned. We'll link them in the show notes. Um, there are places to donate, support um, new school employees and all of that good stuff. And then please reserve a few dollars, whatever you can spare. Send it to us at patreon.com slash season of the bitch. Um, you can also follow us on various social media platforms at Season of the Bee and rate, review, subscribe, like whatever thing on your podcast app. Do it right now before you forget. You. Yeah. And that's it for this Love week. you. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Season of the Bitch. Oh.